access to Mifepristone has been preserved by the Supreme Court, and President Biden has signed a new executive order looking to enhance environmental justice. Information on these stories and more coming up on this morning's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. We are here. It is Monday, April 24th of 2023, of course. And before we get into anything this morning, before we get into any kind of chit-chat, let's get into the weather headed into this week. We start in Los Angeles, California, as always. And you can expect mostly clear skies today in Los Angeles with a high of 73 degrees, a pristine day in Los Angeles. In Houston, Texas, also a pretty nice day overall, partly cloudy with a high of 74 degrees. In Chicago, expect a lot of clouds throughout the day with a high of 51. And in New York City today, partly cloudy with a high of 60 degrees. Spring is fully springing. It rained all weekend, y'all. And uh, I can tell you right now, you can hear the grass growing right now because we keep going back and forth. We're having that actual balance, you know, that nice balance that you're supposed to have between rain and sunshine. And it feels like we haven't gotten that over the past number of years. It feels like it's been one or the other. Either we get nothing or we get way too much rain way too much but it seems like we're actually having that nice mixture the only question now does it last through the summer what kind of summer are we gonna have because summer in new york even though it may not seem it sometimes can get real brutal real quick so we'll have to wait and see i'm definitely excited that spring is fully kicked in at this point we're fully here and the only thing i can hope for as i talked about it i believe in the last episode or maybe the episode before The only thing I want is for there to be no snow in May because there was a record from the year before I was born where it hit 80 degrees in April and then proceeded to snow like actually snow, like an actual storm in mid-May. So I can only hope that we don't see that this year because it has hit 80 degrees several times already and now we're back down to about 50 to 60 which is you know the normal april range so you know it it gets crazy no doubt about it but (laughs) i'm rambling at this point i don't have much for you guys here at the top so let's jump into the news we definitely have some things to talk about and we first have a major update on the mefeperstone case And as you know, if you've been with us over the past couple of weeks, access to Mephepristone has been hanging in the balance of the court system. This all started on April 7th when a federal judge in Texas, Matthew Kexmerick, banned the use of Mephepristone for performing abortions in the United States, siding with the group known as Alliance Defending Freedom, something that we've reported on extensively as this case has gone on. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals then pulled back on this ban, allowing the drug to stay on the market, but saying that it needs to return to where it stood, where the standards were before changes were made in 2016. We reported on that extensively last episode, so if you missed out on that, make sure to go back and check that out. 
But the case has since been in the Supreme Court, with the federal government and the name brand maker of Mifepristone asking the high court to put a hold on this ruling from the Fifth Circuit. And what is important to understand about this case and what is important to understand about the Fifth Circuit's ruling and the Supreme Court analyzation is that this was never about the merits of the case. This was not ruling on the ultimate fate of Mephepristone. The ruling from the Fifth Circuit, as well as the ruling from the Supreme Court, was meant to figure out what is to be done with Mephepristone as the ultimate legal battle is fought. Well, we ended up getting a ruling from the Supreme Court after an initial hold was put on the Fifth Circuit's ruling that lasted till Wednesday and then was then further extended to midnight on Friday. We do have a ruling on this case. And the Supreme Court has allowed Mephepristone to stay on the market as it has been since before this legal battle began. So effectively, they rejected the ruling from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and nothing has changed about the drug's access as this legal battle plays out in the lower courts. And there are hearings already scheduled over the Mephepristone case and over its ultimate fate in the Fifth Circuit, the first of which will happen on May 17th. And from there, no matter which way the court rules, we are almost certain to see this case in the Supreme Court, which could see a ruling next term. So we will continue to update this case as we learn more and as it moves forward. President Biden signed a new executive order Friday that will take steps to improve environmental justice across the country. The main goal of this executive order is to promote transparency and inclusion for communities that deal with higher risk environmental circumstances with the train derailment in Palestine, Ohio being a major trigger point for this order. And this order looks to get the public involved in environmental decisions, calling for their input to be taken into account when environmental issues arise. It also looks to promote equality and inclusion when making environmental decisions. And that includes the creation of a three person sub committee that will focus on the science and research aspect of keeping everybody safe no matter your race gender ethnicity etc this will also involve creating an environmental justice strategic plan which was ordered to first come out no later than 18 months after the executive order was signed and the effectiveness of this plan and its implementation will be tested up to the two-year mark after the order is put into effect. That plan would then be renewed every four years and as I said before transparency plays a major role in this executive order, with a section being dedicated to ensuring the public is made aware of dangerous chemical releases from federal sites when they affect the nearby communities. The order declares that when there has been a dangerous substance released by a federal site, there is to be a notice of a public meeting no later than 72 hours after the release. The meeting shall then be held no later than six weeks after that dangerous substance is released and these meetings would give the public information on things like the nature of the substances released known or anticipated health concerns as well as the precautions that the public can take to remain safe while it is cleaned up and taken care of 
And this order comes as Democrats and Republicans have been standing on two different sides of these major issues. And President Biden issued his first veto to reject a GOP-led measure that would overturn his water protection rule. And beyond that, the White House has also come out against the bill released last Wednesday to raise the debt ceiling, in part because they fear it could increase pollution across the nation. There is even more in this executive order than what has been reported here, and if you want to read it in its entirety, it will be linked in the show notes. Former Minnesota police officer Kim Potter has been released from prison. And if you don't remember, Potter was the officer who, in April of 2021, fatally shot 20-year-old motorist Dante Wright during a traffic stop. Wright had been pulled over for having expired license tags and an air freshener hanging in the rearview mirror. Police then found that Wright had a warrant out on him for a misdemeanor weapons possession charge and attempted to arrest him. From there, there was a struggle and Wright attempted to drive away. And as alleged by Potter in her defense, she meant to pull out her taser to stop Wright from driving away, but pulled her pistol instead and shot him, killing him. The 26-year veteran of the police force was sentenced to two years in prison for manslaughter and now is being released. This is by the order of Judge Regina Chu, who said during sentencing that Potter was to spend two-thirds of her sentence in prison and the rest will be spent on probation. Potter's departure from the prison was scheduled on Friday and was set for today. However, the exact time of her release was not disclosed for her own protection. Now getting into rapid news, Bed Bath & Beyond has officially filed for bankruptcy after being unable to recover from large amounts of unpaid debt, and President Biden is set to name Julie Chavez Rodriguez as his 2024 campaign manager as he gears up to launch his campaign possibly as soon as this week. Now getting into good news for today, and we have an absolute miracle story as Kevin Capella, 64 years old, managed to survive a Widowmaker heart attack. And if you don't know what a Widowmaker is, it's essentially one of the most dangerous forms of a heart attack with only about 12% of people who have them outside of hospitals surviving. And essentially it blocks the main artery of the heart and is extremely hard to unblock causing a very high death toll. Well, Capella was at the golf course when this happened. He was on the ninth tee, and when he swung with his driver, he said he felt massive pain just shooting down his arms like lightning bolts were just shooting down his arms, and he immediately knew something was wrong. He could barely breathe. He was coughing a lot, but he managed to not only walk himself back to his car with his clubs, But he drove himself to the hospital, where he then proceeded to call his wife to get to the hospital. And then they found out that he had had a Widowmaker heart attack, and they were actually able to unblock it using a form of treatment that has almost never been used across the United States. And this is just absolutely incredible. Again, only about 12% of people who have these types of heart attacks outside of the hospital survive. And he not only managed to survive but he did it under his own power he drove himself to the hospital and he thanks golf 
for allowing him to survive because he said if it had just happened at home, he probably would have just taken a nap rather than going to the hospital. But he was at the golf course when it happened, knew something was just inherently wrong and got himself to the hospital. Now, of course, uh, it is not recommended that you drive yourself to the hospital when you have a heart attack, but under the circumstances, he was able to get there under his own power and was able to be saved. This is an absolutely wonderful story, an absolute, like, not coincidence necessarily, but it's just one of those stories that's absolutely insane because, you know, like he said, if he had just been at home, he would have just taken a nap and that would have been the end he wouldn't have been able to be saved unfortunately but because of golf because he was out of the house playing golf and had that experience he knew something was wrong and he knew that he needed to get to the hospital as soon as possible so incredible story so happy for him to be able to recover from that and to survive that just absolutely amazing overall but that is the end of this monday morning episode you guys will be back here or i will be back here tomorrow morning with another episode of eye on the ball don't miss out on that idiots in the news will be back wednesday with another news episode coming out on friday don't miss our rooms on clubhouse those come out those start at 2 p.m eastern standard time we go live we stream the episode we chat about the news that was talked about in the episode as well as news that couldn't be included in the episode so don't miss out on that come have a good time come join us and share it around as well let's grow this community as large as it can be but until tomorrow morning you guys we'll see you later have a great start to your week bye 